by what's been going on as we've been celebrating people taking, making declarations of faith towards Christ today. It's a great day. And what I want to do for a few minutes is connect what's happened today with one of the big themes in humanity and something that I think affects all of us, involves all of us, and touches everybody's life. And so we're going to talk about uh, belonging today, just for a few minutes. Um, particular welcome to you if you've come to visit with us today. You're not normally here and you're part of the family, maybe Catherine's family. We've got some family and friends here. It's great to see you today. Welcome. Uh, others have come uh, to celebrate with Obi and Nina as Obi's baptized. And some are just here perhaps for the first time. Give you a particularly warm welcome today. What I'm talking about today, belonging, is I think a fairly fundamental part of humanity. It's a fundamental part of who we are and it's one of the drivers that emotionally leads us to do all sorts of strange things. Some of you will have watched football matches and you'll have seen sometimes pretty hefty-looking guys when their team scores a goal, they're in the stands watching and they've kind of been sitting down and, and as the activity grows, the action gets more exciting, they stand to their feet and the team scores a goal. And you see these men, these great big guys, jump up and down. And sometimes you'll see them grab the bloke next to them, give him a big kiss, and put him back again. And you suspect that these guys have never met. They just happen to be there on the terraces, enjoying themselves. And probably maybe what they've been taking in before the match has helped a little bit to lower the the kind of inhibitions. Uh, But there's something about that moment where a shared experience, there's a sense of belonging so that two blokes can embrace each other in that way. If you've ever sat as a football fan in the opposite end to the one you should be in, with the rival team, you know the opposite feeling. I've done this, and I had a friend who did this, and uh, he was sat with the rival fans. His team scored. He stood up. And went, had to think quickly on his feet. He went, oh, and sat back down again. <laughs> Everything within him, because he'd played as a youth team member for this particular team, and he was just so excited, and he wanted to go, yeah, but he knew he'd get killed, so he didn't. <laughs> Other ways that we, we experience belonging, perhaps are more, more fun, more day-to-day. Maybe you've, you've had that experience where you've got a new car, and it may be an unusual new car, and you're driving along, and you notice another driver with another new car, and just sometimes there's a little sort of, Nods to each other. You know, we're in the gang. Maybe a flash of the lights. We, we belong. We're in the gang. We're together in this. More complex is when you're at school, because school can be really thrilling or, or it can be really challenging for some people. And, you know, at primary school, friends are really, really important. I remember at primary school, people, I think I must have done this. It seemed like everybody did this, but people had a list of their friends. You ever have this? Maybe it's just me and my weird school, but um, in order. They had to be in order. That was the whole point. And your best friend went at the top. And your next best friend went next. And the next best friend after that. And you might have kind of four or five best friends. And if, if one of them upset you, they got moved down the list. <laughs> or maybe off the list altogether. And there's this whole thing of who's my bestest friend in the whole world. That can seem really childish, can't it? Until as adults, we fall out with someone. And we have an argument or a disagreement with them when we discover that we're acting in the same way we did when we were seven. And we take them off our list in the sense that we say to them in relational terms, you don't belong in my world anymore. I'm not going to speak to you for a bit. And that taking our ball home, telling someone 
through silence normally and avoiding them, that we're not going to speak to them a bit, is just the same as a child taking them down the list and saying, you're not in my friend list anymore. And this attitude of belonging and how it kind of deeply embedded is, is incredibly powerful. There's a psychologist called Abraham Maslow who in 1943 wrote a paper on human motivation. And he did a pyramid of, of human need and he described how our most basic, most fundamental need is very simple. It's our physiology. And he talks about how physiology is the most basic. So you need water, you need food, you need the basics of being able to survive. Secondly, the second most powerful human need, he said, was safety. So once you've got your food and your water, you need to be safe. The third most powerful, he described as belonging. This sense of needing to be in community. Incredibly powerful. And we're doing a little series at the moment. We've kind of dived into this with baptism today and to to tie it all together. But we're looking really at, for a few weeks, at God's view compared to ours, sometimes on a few key issues. You see, I think that when it comes to belonging, we think that belonging is something we spend our lives looking for. I think that we believe that belonging is based around our similarity with other people. And I think that we believe that belonging is based on feeling accepted, that we can stay just as we are. That from our view, belonging is something we go looking for. It's based on similarity and it's based on acceptance. My family moved from London to Devon when I was a teenager. I was about 14. And that meant changing schools, which was fine. And I went from one type of school to quite a different type of school. And I thoroughly enjoyed the second school I was at more than the first. Not anything wrong with the first one, but just did me good. But I know there was a period of time when we just moved, when kind of you're coming into year 10 or fourth year as it was in old money, and, and just kind of coming in and trying to work out the lay of the land. Because everybody else had their mates. They're already established. I was moving from London to Devon from a, an all-boys school to a mixed school. So there were girls in this school. And that was a new phenomenon in school. They, they used to exist only on the school bus on the way to school and through a fence. We used to stand at lunch times and talk to the girls through the fence. That was all we were allowed to do. It's like, oh, look, there's one of them there. Look at that. And suddenly, we're in school with these female creatures. It was quite interesting. But, but everybody had their friendship groups. And I remember landing in Devon and thinking, now, where do I fit? Because I'm looking, I'm looking to find somewhere I belong. I'm looking for people who will take me as I am and people for whom there's a bit of similarity. And, and really, that took a little while, but eventually got there. And I think that's how we approach belonging. And I want to say that belonging, we're going to look through today, that belonging is actually very different from God's view. Firstly, our need to belong is not an accident, it's not a design flaw, it's not a mistake. God made us to belong. We're meant to. It's something that's so intrinsic, so fundamental to us, it's not an accident. In the book of Genesis, God makes man, and the Bible tells us that when he'd made man, he, there's this declaration made that it's not good for man to be alone. Now, the context of that is that God's just looked at all the, other anim- all the animals that have been made and they can reproduce and fill the earth, and man's on his own and can't, so that's why he's, he says that. But there's a bigger sense, I think, than that, that man is actually designed for community. We're actually made for a relationship with God. This deep-seated desire to connect and belong, to find people like me, to find somewhere I can be safe and stay the same, uh, is, is actually a deep-seated design 
on purpose that we might find God. You see, billions of people spend their lives chasing a career, trying to get a perfect family around them, trying to get everything lined up that then they might feel they belong. And we do this so often. And actually, those things kind of help for a while, but ultimately they don't. Because really all those desires are only fully fulfilled in God. I believe that that sense of desiring to belong is an echo of something much greater. You see, the Bible paints a picture of a day that's coming when you and I will have the opportunity of seeing Jesus face to face, seeing God face to face, and, and then living eternally. If we've said yes to Jesus and we've kind of done spiritually inside what we've just demonstrated here and given God our old life and, and asked him for his new life that he gives, he promises that we'll live forever and live with him. And speaking of that kind of future kingdom, I think our sense of belonging is an ancient deep-seated desire for something better than we've got right now. Even though this is good. Even though hanging out with your mates and kissing strangers at football matches might be brilliant, there's something deeper and longer-lasting and more wholesome and more fulfilling and more pure even than all of those things. God's kingdom and God's presence, which isn't just future, it's also now. God promises us that we can know him now. Let's dive into the, the Bible very quickly. Ephesians 2, which is a book we're looking at for a few weeks, it says this, You are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. This is a a bit of a, a, a letter that's been written from a guy called Paul to a group of people in Ephesus, hence it's the Ephesians And he's writing to this very divided group. We've got Jews who follow the Old Testament law, consider themselves God's people, and Gentiles, basically anybody who's not a Jew, and and they, they don't see things the same. They don't see eye to eye. They disagree on so many things, naturally speaking. They the Jews aren't even meant to go to the homes of the Gentiles, and now they're together mixed up in this thing called the church. And we see in this story of of what God's doing in the group of the Ephesians that suddenly we belong to God when we didn't used to. That there was a time when we didn't used to belong to God and now we do and that's all because God finds us. The two people's stories we heard today, both of them could say, I've been on this path, this is the route I've gone and this is where I've got to and they both acknowledged that behind all that God had been looking for them too. There's this sense that, well, I go my way and God finds me at the same time because he already knows me, but he reveals himself to me whilst I think I'm looking for him. And the truth is this, that we can belong to God because he finds us and searches us out and looks for us. We are invited to become members of God's household. No longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. That's amazing. It means we get a new family, and that was referenced earlier. Catherine, your wonderful family are here, or some of them, and you, I know you're so excited that they're here, but you, as, as was referenced earlier, you get a, an even bigger family. And uh, that's, that's quite crazy, because that's quite exciting, and, and we're all the same, and Obi the same, and all of us the same, that when we come into God's kingdom, we keep our own family. They're still around us, and we, we thank God for them, but suddenly we're propelled into this 
place of having this new big household, this new big family. But there's something even, before we get onto that, there's something even more profoundly significant. That means that God is our Father. And that that means that when we're brought into God's household, we get permission to call him Father. We get invited in, and we don't have to just wait outside God's presence, hoping that one day he's pleased with us enough to let us in. We're in. We're his. We belong to him. And nothing, as Obi referenced earlier, nothing and no one can separate us from God's love. We're his completely. And that's incredibly exciting. And that's all possible through Jesus. This, the, baptism celebrates the fact that we die and come back to life again. We don't hold them in for very long. You saw that. But it's symbolic of us dying with Christ and being raised up again new. We can't do that by ourselves. It's only because of Christ. So we see that belonging is actually not us finding God so much as God finding us. We also see that we belong to each other, and let's dive into this for a minute. We're part of the same family. That means we belong together. If you're part of this church, we belong together. If you're a Christian visiting from another church, we belong together. We're part of the same household, part of the same family, and that's really exciting. It means you're stuck with me, and I'm stuck with you. And you're stuck with each other. And that's really cool. It's really, really exciting. And, and every passage, every, almost every book of the New Testament, but certainly so many passages in the New Testament, speak about different images of how this thing called church works. It uses images of a body or of a building in the passage that we've read here. This kind of interconnected sense of us being together. And that's incredibly important. And we learn through reading the New Testament that you cannot... Follow Jesus on your own. It is possible to watch Christian TV. It's possible to read your Bible and pray and chat to other Christians and hang out with them and meet up with them, and that's brilliant. But actually, you can't actively grow as a Christian without being part of a church family, belonging together. It's not the same. Let's go back to those fundamental views that we hold about belonging. Firstly, that we searching to belong, and I said God's searching for us. Secondly, we're looking for people that are the same as us, similar people. Well, if you just have a look around, if I'm honest, you might find one, but we're quite a diverse lot. And that's fabulous. See, this is where our sense of this is where I'll fit really doesn't work when it comes to what God sees. See, God looks at us, and he puts us all together and goes, there you go, get on with that. 20 plus nationalities we have in this room. On a normal week. That's exciting. That gives diversity and, and, and interest and variety and, and learning and ways of growing together because it's not just about being the same. It's actually about our differences coming together and us displaying Christ in our unity despite our differences. You see, it doesn't matter if we happen to have the richest person in Tunbridge Wells here and the poorest person in Tunbridge Wells here. It doesn't matter... If, if you are to the left politically or to the right politically, it doesn't matter if you like classical music or heavy rock or opera or you consider the X Factor to be the greatest musical expression that there could possibly be. It really... Well, maybe it does matter. No, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you go to the theatre or watch TV. It doesn't matter because here is a place, just like in Ephesus, where the dividing walls come tumbling down. They fall down. 
in Christ. We belong together, and it's our unity that speaks of God's work in our lives. And this, this is one of the reasons why going to church and being part of church, not going, but being part of, is so important. This is why sitting at home and watching Christian TV, and I'm telling you not because you need to know this, I'm telling you so you've got another resource to encourage those that you bump into who say, oh, I don't need to do all that. This is just a, a bit of equipping that's going on. It's so important because at home with a group of my mates or with my family or on my own, I'm not expressing God's wonderful unity, his love, by uniting with people different to me. At best, I'm gathering a club of people who are a bit like my mates, and we're hanging out together and doing some stuff. That is not church. That's me hanging out with a group of people that I've chosen that I like. The whole point of church is that we're together and representing his kingdom sometimes will we'll clash And the working out of that clash, the working out of the relationship and discovering unity and diversity is what demonstrates God's kingdom. Sometimes we're rubbish at it, if I'm honest. Jesus prayed that his disciples would be united, that they would be one just as he and the Father were one, that people would see God in our unity. And we're not always very good at that, but I'm so grateful that God is at work. I'm so grateful that in this church, but also greater than that in the town uh, that me and other church leaders are getting together to pray, to, to build relationship, and that's been going on for years. And I'm so grateful for that. If you want to be part of that, part of expressing this unity, there's a, a prayer meeting coming on the next Sunday night, 6.30, up at New Life Church. Uh, I'm helping lead it, but there's several other leaders helping lead that. But we're coming together out of a heart connection to say, let's pray for the town. Other people want to come and join us, then that's great, but we belong together praying for this community, and we want to see God's kingdom come. The last thing I want to say is this. that When we think that our belonging is found when we look for it, when we find people similar to us, it's based on acceptance. Actually, from God's perspective, it's based on something else. You see... The story of baptism is a story of transformation. The story of Christian faith is a story of transformation. God says to you today, welcome, come into my kingdom. If you don't yet know Jesus, his arms are open wide and he's welcoming you to come. But it's an invitation to transformation. It's not Come and belong and just just be just who you are. Because that's just kind of chill, man. It's not like that. Jesus is saying, I love you so much that I'm not prepared for you to have to stay with some of that crud in your life. That stuff you've been battling with and dealing with, I want you to come to me and give that stuff to me. There's nothing too cruddy that I can't deal with. There's nothing too scary that I can't cope with it. Bring it to me and let me transform you. And actually, church is, this community is, what the two people have just been baptized to demonstrate is not only their connection to Christ, but it's a connection to church and God's family. And we should be and are a people being transformed by God. That's why when you look at church, it's messy. When you look at our lives, they're a bit messy at times. It's because we haven't got it all together. It's because we don't know all the answers, but we're clinging to one who does. And as we're discovering that he's transforming our lives day by day, week by week, moment by moment. As I was preparing this, 
Just this morning, I felt God share something extra with me that I believe I need to say today. And this is important for some people, I believe, here or listening online. I said that going to church, you you can't be a Christian sat in isolation. And I believe that to be true. I equally believe that being part of church is never, ever a replacement for your unity with God. And I believe there are some people listening today for whom being united with church has become more important than being united with God. That will not last long. Do you know what will happen? Things in church, hopefully, will, will change. Because they need to. Why? Because we're on a journey of transformation. And then if you're connected with church rather than with God, you'll find yourself saying things like, it's not how it used to be. Things have changed. People aren't the same anymore. I don't know if I belong here. And that's an indication that you've been belonging to the wrong thing all along. Because as we belong to Christ, we are transformed. Everybody else around us is transformed, and we're transformed together. That's exciting. When I'm just plugged into the people around me, and they're transformed, or something changes, well, everything's changed, and I don't like this anymore because I don't feel like I belong. Do you get that? We're not meant to just be plugged into each other. Primarily, we've got to plug into God. The illustration God gave me was this. You know, you know the times when you're hoovering up at home. You made a mess. You get the hoover out, and you're hoovering away, and you carry on until suddenly the, the power's gone. And what happened there? And it's usually when, in, in my case, you're too lazy to go and check the plug uh, and move it around, and you're trying just to, just to eke it to that little bit more. And you've angled the hoover down to get it to go a bit lower, and you kind of, oh, go on, go on, and, you, and it just stops. I've oh. got two options at this point. You can either just carry on and go, make the noise yourself. Or you can retrace your steps and plug the plug back into the wall. I just had a sense today that some of you are hoovering, but the plugs come out. And it's time to get connected back in with God again. It's time to get connected back in and to trace your steps back and plug it in. Because, folks, there ain't no point going and looking good if we're not plugged in to the source. God made those who didn't belong to belong. And that's an exciting story. It's thrilling that we can call him Father, that we belong in his household, that we belong together. I am thrilled by that. I'm so thankful that though I thought I was finding him, he had already found me. I'm so excited that when, when I thought I needed to find similarity, actually it was difference that made me belong so much more than finding people the same. And I'm so, so excited that I don't have to stay the same, that it's not about being accepted as I am, but that God has put me with people and, and put me on this course of following Christ who transforms me day by day. And you too. That is a thrilling way of looking at belonging together. And I pray that whoever it is that needs to get plugged back in again would do that confidently and come running back to God, recognizing that his arms are open for you today. Let's pray, shall we?